BetterHelp.com. You deserve to be happy. Types of therapy, individual couples, team, the world's largest therapy service, 100% online, professional licensed and vetted therapists who you can trust. Step into the world's largest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced therapists who can help you with a range of issues including depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, and more. With BetterHelp's therapists, you get the same professionalism and quality you would expect from an in-office therapist, but with the ability to communicate when and how you want. Get matched to the best therapist for your, for you. Answer a few questions to find a therapist that who fits your needs and preferences. Tap into the largest network of licensed, professional, board-certified providers. Communicate your way. Messaging, chat, phone, video. Talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable. Therapy when you need it. Message your therapist anytime from anywhere. No scheduling needed. Schedule a live session at a time that's convenient for you. Connect from your phone, tablet, or computer. Good morning. Here is Chapter 33 of Laura Eagles Wilder's The Long Winter Title, Christmas in May. Bob brought groceries that afternoon. It was wonderful to see him coming in with armfuls of packages. Wonderful to see a whole sack of white flour, sugar, dried apples, soda crackers, and cheese. The kerosene can was full. How happy Laura was to fill the lamp, polish the chimney, and trim the wick. At some time, the light shone through the clear glass wall onto the red checked tablecloth and the white biscuits that the warmed up potatoes and the platter of fried salt pork. With these cakes, Ma set the sponge for light bread that night and she put the dried apples to soak for pies. Laura did not need to be cold the next morning. She was up at dawn and all day she helped Ma bake the stew and boil the good things for next day's Christmas dinner. Early that morning, pa, Ma added water and flour to the bread sponge and set it to rise again. Laura and Carrie picked over the cranberries and washed them. Ma stewed them with sugar until they were a mass of crimson jelly. Laura and Carrie carefully picked dried raisins from their long stems and carefully took the seeds out of each one. Ma stewed the dried apples, mixed the raisins with them, and made pies. It seems strange to have everything one could want to work with, said Ma. Now I have a cream of tartar and plenty of sol- sol- solaritus. I shall make a cake. All day long, the kitchen smelled of good things, and when night came, the cupboard held large brown crusted loaves of white bread. A sugar frosted loaf of cake, three crisp crusted pies, and the jelly cranberries. I wish I, we could eat them now, said Mary said. Seems like I can't wait till tomorrow. I'm waiting for the turkey first, said Laura, and you may have sage in the stuffing, Mary. She sounded generous, but Mary laughed at her. That's only because there aren't any onions for you to use. Now, Mary, don't, now girls, don't get so impatient, Ma begged them. We will have a loaf of light bread and some of the cranberry sauce for supper. So the Christmas feasting was begun the night before. It seemed too bad to lose any of that happy time in sleep. Still sleeping was the quickest way to tomorrow morning. It was, it was no time at all after Laura's eyes closed till Ma was recalling her, and tomorrow was today. What a hearing there was. Breakfast was soon over. And then while Laura and Carrie cleared the table and washed the dishes, Ma prepared the big turkey for roasting and mixed the bread stuffing for it. The May morning was warm and the wind from the prairie spilled the springtime. Doors were open and both rooms could be used once more. Going in and out of the large room, whatever she wanted to, gave Laura pain, a spacious and rested feeling as if she could never be cross again. Ma had already put the stocking chairs by the front windows to get them out of her 
quickly in the kitchen now the turkey was in the oven and Mary helped Laura draw the nibble into the middle of the front room. Mary raised its dropped leaves and the spread smoothly over it at the white tablecloth that Laura brought her. Then Laura brought the dishes from the cupboard and Mary placed them around the table. Terry was peeling potatoes and Grace was running races with herself the length of both rooms. Ma brought the glass bowl filled with glowing cranberry jelly. She set it in the middle of the white table and they all admired the effect. We do need some butter to go with the white bread, though, Ma said. Never mind careless of pa, there's tar paper at the lumber yard now. I'll soon fix up the sandy and we'll move out to the homestead in a few days. The roasting turkey was filled was filling the house with scents that made their mouths water. The potatoes were boiling and Ma was putting the coffee on their on when Mr. and Mrs. Bose came walking in. For the last night, I've been defiling my nose to that turkey, Mr. Bose declared. I was thinking more of seeing the folks, Robert, than of eating, of anything to eat. Mrs. Bose chided him. She was thin and the lovely rosy color was gone from her cheeks, but she was the same darling Mrs. Bose with the same laughing black French blue eyes and the same dark hair curling under the same brown hood. She shook hands warmly with Ma and Mary and Laura and stooped down to draw Carrie and Grace close in her arms while she spoke to them. Come into the front room and take off your things, Mrs. Bose, Ma urged her. It is good to see you again after so long. Now you rest in the rocking chair and visit with Mary while I finish up dinner. Let me help you, Mrs. Bose asked, but Ma said that she must be tired after her long walk with everything and everything was nearly ready. Laura and I will soon have dinner on the table. Said Mom, and turning quickly back to the kitchen, she ran against she ran against Pa in her haste. She, we better make ourselves scarce, though," said Pa. Come along, and I'll show come along, and I'll show you the pioneer purse I got this morning. It will be good to see the newspaper again," Mr. Bose agreed eagerly. So the kitchen was left to the cooks. Get the big platter to put the turkey on," Ma said as she lifted the heavy dripping pan out of the oven. Laura turned to the cupboard and saw on the shelf a package that had not been there before. What's that, Ma? She asked. I don't know. Look and see, Ma told her, and Laura undid the paper. There on a small plate was a ball of butter. Butter? It's butter, she almost shouted. They heard Mrs. Bose laugh, just a little Christmas present, she called. Pa and Ma and Carrie exclaimed aloud in delight, and Grace squealed along and shrill while Laura carried the butter to the table. Then she hurried back to the slide to slide the big platter carefully beneath the turkey as Ma raised it from the dripping pan. While Ma married the gravy, Laura mashed potatoes. There was no milk, but Ma said, leave a very little of boiling water in, and after you mash them, beat them with extra hard, beat them extra hard with a big spoon. Potatoes turned out white and fluffy, though not with the flavor that plenty of hot milk and butter would have given them. When all the chairs were drawn up to the well-filled table, Ma looked at Pa and every head bowed. Lord, we thank thee for all thy bounty. That was all Pa said, but it seemed to say everything. The table looks some different from what it did a few days ago. Pa said he has a heap. Mrs. Bill's plate with turkey and stuffing and potatoes and a large spoonful of cranberries. And as he went on filling the place, he added, It's been a long winter. And a hard one, said Mr. Bill. It is a wonder how we all kept well and came through it, said Mrs. Bill said. While Mr. and Mrs. Bose told how they had worked and contrived through that long winter, all alone in the blizzard-bound shanty on their claim, Ma poured the coffee and Pa's tea. She passed the bread and the butter and gravy and they reminded Pa to refill the plate. When every plate had been emptied a second time, Ma refilled the cups 
and Laura brought on the pies and the cake. They sat a long time at the table talking of the winter that was past and the summer to come. Ma said she could hardly wait to get back to the homestead. The wet, muddy roads were a difficulty now, but Pa and Mr. Bose agreed that they would dry out before long. The Bose were glad that they had wintered on their claim and did not have to move back to it now. At last, they all left the table. Laura brought the red bordered table cover, and Carrie helped her to spread it to cover neatly out of sight as the food and the empty dishes. Then they joined the others by the sunny window. Pa stretched his arms above his head. He opened and closed his hands and stretched his fingers wide, then ran them through his hair till it all stood on end. I believe this warm weather has taken the stiffness out of my fingers, he said. I will, if you, bring, if you will bring me the fiddle, Laura, I'll see what I can do. Laura brought the fiddle box and clothes, stood close by while Paul lifted the fiddle out of his desk. He thumbed the strings and tightened his keys as he listened to the rose in the bow and drew it across the swing. A few clear, true notes softly sounded. Rump, the lump of Laura's throat almost choked him. Paul played a few bars and said, This is a new song. I learned last fall the time we went to Vogel to play the tracks. You hung the tenor along with the fiddle while I sing it through for the first time. A few times over and you'll all pick up the words. They all gathered around to him to listen while he played again the opening bars. Then Mr. Bo's tenor joined the fiddle's voice and Paul's voice singing. This life is a difficult riddle for how many people we see with faces as long as a fiddle that ought to be shining with glee. I am sure in this world there are plenty of good things enough for us all, and yet there's not one out of twenty that thinks that his share is too small. Then what is the use of replenishing for where there's a well there's a way, and tomorrow the sun may shining, although it is cloudy today. Do you, do you think that by sitting and singing, sighing, you'll ever obtain all you want? It's a coward alone that aren't crying, and foolishly saying I can't. It is only by plotting and striving and laboring up the steep hill, or life that you'll ever be thriving, which you'll do if you if you've only the will. They were all humming in the melody now, and when the chorus came again, Mrs. Bose also mocked the contralto and Mary Sweet soprano joined Mr. Bose tenor and Paul's rich bass, singing the words, and Laura sang to a soprano. Then what is the use of reclining for a word? There's a will, there's a way, and tomorrow the sun may be shining, although it is cloudy today. As they sang, the fear of the suffering of the long winter seemed to rise like a dark cloud that flowed away on the music. Spring had come, the sun was shining warm, the winds were soft, and the green grass growing. Take a listen to the last chapter of the Long Winter by Laura Ingalls Wilder. Next, next week, the, I will start the chapter Little Town on the Prairie. Have a good week and stay safe.